this Bible study guide. Rooted and built up in Christ. When I went to Egypt on University in 1997 and graduated in 2002, first year I joined Bible study. And the study guide we were using, I bought, those days we didn't have soft copy, so we were to buy. I, sit, I still have those Bible study guides up to now. Because, and I used to write notes on them. No, I would write notes on them. So I sympathize with the guys here nowadays who say, it is kind for me. Take for me a photo. Sambaza me in WhatsApp. Utandika knows wapi. So if you are a serious people, I can see serious faces here. How many of us are serious? No. Everyone we lift up. If you are serious, sacrifice how much? 70 shillings. Buy your guide when they are out. Write on it. First, use this. I used to, this is the page that you write the names of your members. So that after five years, you don't ask, hey, nilikuwa wapi? <laughs> because in Bible study, you meet different fourth year, first year, second year. Meet together. And then you use this guide. So use, don't, don't, don't be in this idea of just, oh, send me a WhatsApp, just page, text for me that page. Machine. Trust God to get your copy. Is that okay? But you can also buy the soft copy. I think there is a soft copy. I don't know whether it's already out, but it's better to buy a hard copy. I don't like soft copy. Because when I'm studying the Bible, someone sent a WhatsApp. It messes me up. So this study is entitled Rooted and Built Up in Christ Jesus. Based on the book of Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 to 7. And this is what we want to look at. So in this study, as we look at it, if you go to the next uh, uh, slide, we want to look at Introduction, which I've already begun, but I will continue a bit. But then capitalizing on Bible studies. How do you get the most out of Bible study? How do you optimize Bible study opportunities? How do you ensure that you get the most out of Bible study experience? Number two, we are going to look at the context of Colossians. Context, what, what was going on in the days of writing of this book of Col Colossians? Who wrote it? To who? For what reason? What are the content? What is inside there? Then the next thing we are asking ourselves, what is the content of the book? The content of Colossians, the book of Colossians. What is the message in? In other words, we are asking ourselves, what is the message therein? Then we look at the conclusion. Conclusion of the study. Then we will be done. Now let's look at it. You guys are doing engineering. Let me give you a, a photo there. But before you do that, you can see the tree. The tree there is self-explanatory, right? The roots are stronger so that it can grow deeper. That is what Paul is saying. Now, let me give you a picture. Go to the next slide. You guys here, next slide going forward, the third slide. In engineering, in engineering, you guys here, some of you are doing engineering-related courses, construction, architecture, and the rest. The tallest building in the world currently is called Burj Khalifa in Dubai. The unique thing about this building, the rest of them are tall, were tall in their days, but currently, from 2010, Burj Khalifa was opened 600 and, uh, uh, 830 meters high. 830. And the building has 160 floors. 
the tallest building, when you go up around, you can just see the clouds around, below, when you are at the top. A serious building. But the unique thing about Burj Khalifa is that in Dubai, it is nearly impossible, it's almost impossible to build a, build a tall building there because it is all sand. It's sandy soil. How did they build Burj Khalifa to be the tallest building? The rest of them, most of them are built on rocky places. They look for the hardcore and they build the, the, the building there. The unique thing about Burj Khalifa, which you can Google and check, is that this building, they have built it on the sand. The sandy soil of Dubai, even if they dug so deep, they will not get to the, the hardest point, point. So I learned that they have had to build it by strengthening the base. One wing, and I'm told the, a, a triangle is the strongest joint. So one wing is stretching this way, beyond a, a little, a little further away from the main building, stretching it this way. Then another one is stretching this way, and another one is stretching this way. That's the base. Then they have done many floors down as you go under the ground. The building is so stable. There are many things we could talk about, but I am not an architect, or neither am I an engineering person. I'm an education. I can only count the number of floors because I'm a mathematics teacher. <laughs> Just counting how many floors, and I can measure for them. Um, that's the much I can do. So there are certain techniques about how to manage winds and all that, which you can go and study if you are interested, if you get fascinated. But this is a principle in the building. Any tall building has to go down. Even this one, for this to build, building to be there, it had to go a slightly do, lower. If you want to do a higher, a high-rise KICC, there are many flaws underneath. The reason is that the deeper you go, the higher you can go. The more strong, the stronger you are on, at the base, the higher then you are able to move up. Now, that is the illustration Paul had when he said that he, when he read for them this, he wrote this Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 to 7. He says, so then, just as you have received Jesus Christ as Lord, continue to live, in, to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you are taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Continue to grow in the Lord and continue to be rooted. How can we be rooted deeply? in the Lord. Now, that is it. We need to grow deeper in the ways of God. That is only possible if you are taking your word of God, the word of God seriously. One of the ways through which Bible studies as a CU, Christian Union, is doing is to use a Bible study method. A small group Bible study. I know some of you come from churches where there is a Bible study where it's only pastor who preaches. That is not a serious Bible study. Where it is, this, we have a Bible study hour, but when you go, there are 600 people, one pastor with a microphone. That is not Bible study. That is something else. That's a Bible teaching. A Bible study is where everyone contributes. People are in a small group of 15, like Jesus style, 12 of people, maximum, or 15 at most. But we encourage even see you here in this campus. Christian Union, we encourage you to be small as groups so that you can fit in your rooms. The rooms are not large, right? So five to seven is enough. Senior, not very large. 
so that you don't have an excuse that, oh, no, I'm not, I can't host the Bible study because my room is too small. No. So, a small group where everyone contributes. So we want to know, how do you maximize when you are involved in a Bible study group? Because we are talking about Bible studies. Capitalizing on Bible studies, how can you capitalize? It is the concept of Bible study is brought from, is borrowed a lot from Bereans. In the book of Acts chapter 17, verse 11 to 12, the Bible says in the book of Acts, now the Bereans Jews were of more noble character than those in the Thessalonica, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scripture every day to see if what Paul said was true. As a result, many of them believed, as did also a number of prominent Greek women and many Greek men. Three things we can see there. Number one, there was eagerness in receiving the word of God. You know the Thessalonians, believers, in chapter 17 of Acts, verse 1 to 10, Paul and, 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 and Silas were preaching. So they started, they first passed through this town called Thessalonica. When they went there, the Thessalonians could not even wait for them to explain anything. They did not even, they were not patient. They started causing a problem. They started quarreling and complaining and arguing how Paul is, not, is misleading people. So they even chased them away. When Paul went and Silas, they landed into Berea, this small town called Berea. He found some Jews and some Greeks together and he started preaching to them. And when they started preaching, they were not like Jaquat Students Union CU service like now. Because the Jaquat students, they have photographic memory, they don't need to write anything, so they have no notes. They come to church in a service, and they, those things they will just remember. But the Bereans were humble. They knew their weaknesses. <laughs> you, know, you know in CU, in a, in a Jaquat people, Jaquat people are bright. You know, they, you don't come to Jaquat if you have gotten a C+. You only come here when you are an A person, A minus, and such serious, serious grades. So when they land here, they don't even need to write anything. But the Bereans were humble. They didn't know, not, they didn't know a lot. So they would take note when the preacher preaches and writes a point. What introduction did, which, which illustration did he use in introducing this text? Baj Khalifa, you have written down, you are going to Google to check for yourself. Is there even a, a building called Baj Khalifa? Amma, it is my maker, you have made up this thing. So you take note. Those ones were the Bereans. Not like Jacob's students. They were not as sharp. They were not as very sharp. <laughs> they had to take notes and go back home and check. He, he, read, he read for us Acts chapter 17 and he made reference. He didn't write, but he made reference of Thessalonica. Is it that Paul really passed through Thessalonica first? Maybe he started from Ephesus. So let's go and check. Check. 